unique ways with Thomas Gerard emerges with people from all walks of life who through their own unique angle succeed and flourish. Enjoy the ride and welcome to Unique Ways, an audio podcast. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Unique Ways with Thomas Gerard, an audio podcast. Got a celebrity designer on today. He is an award-winning artist, graphic designer, author, and public speaker. His art and words have populated walls, buildings, packaging, shoes, clothing, books, magazine covers, and galleries all over the world for brands such as Nike, Apple, Google, MoMA, Netflix, Tiffany & Co., Samsung, Yves Saint Laurent, Uniqlo, Target, The New Yorker, and The New York Times. Please join me in welcoming and honoring Timothy Goodman. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Really good. How are you? I'm uh I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm a little like um you know, I'm kind of in a moment where uh I've been working really hard the last two months and recently I've had some downtime, which makes me get very existential. So <laughs> nice. Uh, you know. Um cool. Are you ready for 20 questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, question one. Tell me a little bit more about yourself. What do you do? Uh I am a, you know, you mean what do I do as as a as a profession as a career? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I am a tradition, you know, a formally trained graphic designer, turned commercial artist, illustrator, writer, author. My grandmother calls me an artist. Um, so I do a lot of different things, you know, and I do commercial art and I do a lot of personal art and work. Um, and ultimately, uh, I think I'm an, ex- you know, kind of an expressionist and I'm trying to share my life and my journey and talk about the things that are hard to talk about and uh, connect to humans. You know, we forget that ultimately that's what this is all about. You're making things for humans. We're in the business of consequence and people are on the other side of our work and our productions and contributions and um yeah great um just a note for our audience timothy and i don't know each other until now um but i've been following his work for a long time um but of course recently with the kd basketball shoes coming out and and the new book um he's uh he's kind of on fire right now so yeah super super happy to have you here i appreciate um, it. thank you yeah yeah question two what's a key piece of knowledge that makes you different key piece of knowledge you mean like like something about myself? Yeah, it could be about you. It could be about your work. Um, it could be about your process. I think that, you know, I am, uh, I think that maybe the thing that makes me different is I'm not afraid to go there with my work and um, whether I'm talking about, you know, uh, love and heartbreak and my new book or talking about the abuse I experienced as a kid through my work, or talking about mental health and taking, you know, medication or going to therapy and manhood and breaking down, you know, manhood and um, and and our relation to, you know, and toxic masculinity and, uh, you know, even just talking about um politics and all, you know, so I I wanted to talk about these things and. I want to get at the core of the human condition and our fears and um, our privileges and 
um, our experiences. And uh, so, you know, I think maybe that's what makes me different in some regards uh, to, to be able to, to, to juggle what, it, you know, being a commercial artist and doing things with brands and also doing work for yourself. Um, and sometimes these things marry together um, in, in, in interesting ways that maybe the public hasn't seen before, you know, so. Great. That's super, that's yeah, that's super exciting. You know, um, some people do use this as a platform to uh, share issues, and I think it's a great way to uh, to, to frame it. Um, question three is why this of all things, why do you do what you do? I think I said it, you know, I really want to, I feel lonely in the world a lot and I want to connect to all the lonely people. I want to discuss, I, I want to, um, you know, I think sharing your personal story can be at times a sort of activism and I want to connect to people through, through that stuff. Um, and that's really what I'm in it for, you know, if I'm truly being honest and, uh, so that that for me that's what it's all about you know we forget that in this industry i think yeah for sure um for some people struggle with but the question is what does your future look like what does my future look like i think my future looks like uh one that is full of um you know having a you know, continuing to have a healthy relationship with my partner, something I didn't see as a kid. Um, and through years of therapy, I've been able to really um, show up for myself, show up for other people and to, um, you know, be a, a good friend and a good son and family member and, and a good partner and, and to be good to myself. And, you know, everything else is, is second to that in a lot of ways. Uh, so that's what my future looks like, you know, just continuing to evolve and uh, uh, look in the mirror and accept love. That's great. And you've, you've really kind of built this platform where, where now you have this audience to, to speak to. And so that's, that's, that's really great. Um, Number five is a, a bit of a curveball. It's let's talk about location. How does the notion of place play into what you do? Um, you know, you can talk about that um, um, in an interpretive way or a literal way. Yeah, I mean, I'm a New Yorker. You know, I've lived here for 19 years. It's extremely important to me as an artist. I don't take it lightly. Um, I make a lot of work for New Yorkers about New York. Um, I, I contribute a lot of pro bono work and murals to organizations here and just kids and communities. I do workshops with kids a lot. Uh, this is a thriving place um, uh, that is not dead, that is full of um, some of the most amazing people in the world. And uh, I take that very seriously as an artist. and. It's what gave me, you know, New York is is why I kind of become the artist I've become. And I feel a real loyalty to that. So I take it very literal. Uh, and I hope because of the pandemic and more people formed, uh, thought about the relationship to space more. Um, whether they left the city or stayed in the city, 
uh, because these things are more than places to consume, you know, they're, 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 they're places uh, that uh, are important and people can't leave them and they don't have the privilege to leave them. And so, yeah, I just hope that people, more people think about that. Great. And for the audience, if you like the New York connection, definitely check out the episode with Debbie Millman. You know, she splits her time with New York and other places, but a really great episode with that one. Um, question six, if you had to start from the beginning, what advice would you give your former younger self? Uh, to not be so pensive. I think I was very pensive in the beginning. And I, you know, I came, right, I used to be, a, uh, in my early 20s, I was, um, I didn't come from money and I worked as a house painter before I went to college. Hello? Yep. Oh, wait, sorry. Something happened. Hold on. There's some music or something playing. <laughs> sorry. No uh, I don't know where that came from. Can, I, can we start that over? I don't know what the, how this works, but. Yeah, just uh, just continue. Um. That was really weird. I think my girlfriend played our to our speaker from another. She's not here, but I think she might oh, be. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, sorry, what was the question again? Can you? Yeah, can so it's number six. If you had to start from the beginning, what advice would you give your former younger self? Yeah, just the not, I would give, the advice I'd give is not be so pensive. I was, I think, you know, I came from, uh, I didn't grow up a lot of money and I, I was going to, community college in my late teens, early twenties, while I was painting homes. And I really, um, wanted to, you know, I moved here trying to figure out a lot of things. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I had to figure out how to pay for a private art education and take out loans. And I applied to a hundred scholarships and I was always, you know, and I won 10 of them. Um, and I took school, my art school um, design education very seriously. It was like a job because I didn't want to go back to Cleveland and paint homes. I really wanted to make it here in New York. And um, I think I could have still did that. And not. I think I was just very pensive at that time um, in, in college. And I, I probably didn't have as much fun as maybe I should have. I wish I could have found ways to kind of balance some of that experience and but you know ultimately i'm not a big person with regrets so i think that um everything happens the way it should happen and it's just are are you uh, attempting to uh, see yourself during the course of that and, and 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 be open to change that's all that really matters Nice. Awesome. And number seven, I think, uh, is a fun one because a lot of our audience will know that your work is, you know, uh, uh, all over the place, all over New York City. Um, but the question is, what's a day in your life like? Well, it depends. You know, I travel a lot for work. I do murals in different cities and things like that. So, um, you know, and also I work on site doing murals. So if I'm not doing that, I'm probably going to my art studio so I, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, when I go to my art studio, I really like to get there in the morning. I don't, I don't like to hang around my, my apartment. I like to kind of wake up, take a shower and go right there. I like the kind of, I like getting coffee on the way, you know, or tea on the way. Um, and I like kind of the, uh, I kind of like that transit to getting in my studio. So 
then I get there and I generally would be working all day, whether, and that could look a lot of different ways. I could be taking a lot of meetings in one day, uh, whether it's current clients or potential clients, or I could have deadlines happening and I'm trying to finish things up, whether they're, you know, on my iPad or on the computer, um, trying, you know, doing edits and, and um, changes for projects, or I could be working on a canvas in my studio, um, uh, working on my next art show, or just doing maybe a giveaway for social media for Instagram or something. Um, and so, yeah, it could kind of look at a lot of different ways. And maybe I have a meeting at some point during that day and I have to run out, but um, I try to make studio days just for studio and then um, other times. But I also love to work at home, you know, if I don't have if I have meetings or, you know, think emails, I'll kind of sometimes just work from home on days. So I like the, the flexibility. Nice. And you talked a bit about this um, with your schooling, but number eight is lifelong learning is a popular topic. How do you stay up to date? Um, how do I stay up to date with lifelong learning? Mm -hmm. how do you stay up to date with lifelong learning yeah well I mean you have to be curious you know I think that that's what it's about you know um I'm a I'm a people person you know I love meeting people talking to people I love meeting people um that uh are very interesting and have a lot to say and that challenge my viewpoints and my experiences and um and so I, I really um feel stimulated uh, by that. And so, you know, I'm a big, I've always been, you know, and it comes out in my work a lot of ways, but I'm a big fan of popular culture and music and movies and books and whatever is current. Uh, I'm always kind of fascinated by, uh, even if I don't love it, you know, all the way or whatever, I'm just fascinated by what's kind of what the trends are and what's happening, fashion, whatever. So I think, you know, all of those things play into my work in a lot of ways and um, make me curious because, you know, I don't have any answers. Uh, and I think the sooner a person realizes that the sooner, um, you know, and I'm just, a, I guess, a generally like optimistic person in the sense of, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't feel like, um, I don't, I don't feel jaded by things in a lot of ways, you know, I think, and maybe that has to do with, my inner work you know and maybe it has to do with therapy and maybe it has to do with um meditation um you know i don't know um but i feel humility a lot and i'm thankful for that so and it makes me curious about other things great and we're almost halfway with number nine what tools do you use can you talk about the digital and the analog well, you know, traditionally I use a lot of paint markers. I can use some anywhere from a one inch to a two to three inch paint marker if I'm really trying to get very thick lines. If I'm working on a massive canvas, like a basketball court that I did in Brooklyn or, you know, a very big mural or something. Or I could use a skinnier paint marker if I'm working on a small canvas and I want to get more density. Um, I also, you, you know, I do these murals with big words and phrases that are... Um, these big wonky kind of lettering phrases. And for those I'll use kind of house paint. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of paint them in with, I'll have assistants help me or whatever, where I'm kind of painting it in with house paint with a semi-gloss or an eggshell kind of finish. 
Hmm. Uh, digitally, I work on the iPad a lot. So a lot, most of the stuff I do, which is wh whether it's like a packaging for a brand or um, any sort of thing like that is, is done on the iPad. Now I used to do it by hand um, with tracing paper and things that would kind of refine it. But now I do it all digitally on the iPad. Um, and then, you know, I do do a lot of things, you know, whether I have to turn something into vector because it's getting blown up at a large scale or the client just requests that because they want to, we want to do color or we have to do color studies. So I might do something on the iPad, bring it into vector and then, and then change it to vector on illustrator. But I also will just do things on the iPad, bring them in the Photoshop and then try a lot of different, like I might try color changes or you know, uh, just, just things or whatever. I do a kind of a lot of different, it's a little sloppy sometimes, like I'm all over the place with it, but, um, yeah. Great. And we're halfway with number 10 and you talked about, um, you talked about being in the apartment and being in the studio, but the question is how do you deal with work-life balance? Yeah. I mean, I used to not be so good at that many years ago. Uh, I used to just only work <laughs> and, um, that that didn't prove to be very successful for me in the long run because like i uh i think like after kind of 10 years or something of not like especially you know in the beginning of my career i had a full-time job and i would still be working nights and weekends doing freelance i was just constantly doing so much that i kind of crumbled at 10 years into it like it was just like uh you know i was burned out and this was like maybe in 2018 or 19. And I went through a lot of depression because of it. I felt like I just, I worked myself to the bone and didn't know who I was in the face of anything and didn't really have the tools um, to deal with men my mental health or whatever. So uh, I had to kind of uh, learn and, and take a step back. And so my work-life balance is much, much better now than it used to be. Also, you just get older and you don't want to work at night. You know, you're tired and you don't really want, you don't really feel inclined to do these things and you have a life and you have a, uh, you know, a healthy relationship and you want love. And so I, it's, it's very good. I, I, you know, I'm always a worker. I love to, I love to get into my studio. I love to work and I, you know, I still work on the weekends and stuff here and there, but I'm not, it's, it's a lot more balanced. Um, and that's important to me. And I hope, um, you know, I think we're past the, like the hustle culture stage of this industry, thankfully, and people aren't pushing that, you know, when I came up, I graduated in like 2007 or eight. And that was still very much a thing, you know, and I worked at a branding agency and we'd work for like 80 hours a week. And it was just um, in, insane. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I know that still exists, but I think um, thankfully it's not celebrated as much as it used to be. Nice. And for the audience, if you're uh, liking this episode, check out the recent episode with Vancouver-based Flora Gordon. She uh, also takes a stand about mental health. Um, number 11, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? Well, I was a house painter in my late teens or early 20s. I painted houses and hung wallpaper for a home improvement company in Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm from. And so I had this whole career and then I started, you know, and then I started taking community college classes at Tri-C in Cleveland, shout out Tri-C, Cuyahoga Community College. And I wanted more and I, you know, I, I was studying and to, to I was taking all these art classes and drawing classes and sculpture classes and 
so you know i kind of had this career early on i was a house painter i thought for a long time that's all i was going to do for the rest of my life um so that's why i don't take any of this for granted now you know i used to haul buckets of wallpaper up stairs for 18 6 15 16 hours a day so i you know um i really don't take this for granted now i feel very privileged and blessed to to do the work i'm doing um but other than that maybe a music producer <laughs> i don't know that's a little random but i love i really get into like how music is made and why people make decisions and how songs get made and um and, and and I've always been really fascinated by that. And I always wondered if I, what, what would happen if I, you know, had I learned to do that? Because I always felt like I, I wanted to, to, to do that. And I don't know. So maybe, maybe music producer. I'm very, I'm very um inspired by music more than any genre by far. Um, and I think about everything in terms of music too. So. Nice. Um, 12, what would you not like to do with your career? What would I not like to do with my career? Yeah. What does that mean exactly? Well, if, if there, I mean, you were talking about being a house painter um, and uh, not liking that. I mean, is there anything that you wouldn't want? To oh, do? no, I did like it. Don't get me no, wrong. No. Yeah. No, I liked it when I did it. I felt a lot of um, honor in it. You know, you're making, you're working with your hands um, and it connects the dots to where I'm at. Now I do so many murals and I'm on site all the time working with my hands and jumping you know going up and down ladders and working on site where there's all these guys uh, these people working who are you know in the union or whatever these carpenters and whatever they're you know because I'll, I'll do i'll be working like on like if i'm working at a store like doing a mural it's usually before they open so everything's getting renovated or whatever and it's like um i still like you know all of that uh i just didn't necessarily want to do it the rest of my life i, I wanted more for me but i I did, you know, respect it and, um, a lot. Um, but, uh, what do I not want to do? Um, I just don't want to, I think for all of us, we want to make work that is meaningful, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And when I can't do that, I feel a lack mm -hmm. and I feel, um, so I, I, and I think the lack is interesting too. You got to be in touch with that. Um, but I want to not make work that doesn't have meaning, you know, that, um, doesn't say something. I don't want to do that. So I'm always trying to, doesn't, it's not always successful, but it's always something there. Good stuff. And 13, do you have a favorite word quote or sentence? Um, you know, I have many, I don't know. I can just think of some ones I've heard recently, you know, like I was listening to, uh, to something where I heard um, art, art is the thing people forget they need until they need it. And I just love that so much. Hmm. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things like, you know, um, I was reading Toni Morrison. She said something like, um, uh, you want to fly, you got to be willing to put the shit down that, that weighs you down. And, you know, I think about that a lot too, you know, how much, how much weight, how much heavy bags we're carrying around 
um, for no reason, you know, whether they're past issues or hangups we have or likes or dislikes, whether or not they're even real. Um, how do we let that down and be open to, for more to penetrate our souls, our, our desires, our hopes, you know? So it's great. Um, also, I, I heard this quote recently. It was like, uh, uh, doors um, they can shut you in or they can shut you out and sometimes there's no difference and i don't know i I've, that resonates a lot with me too you know what you think something is turns out to not always be the case and what what's what make what sometimes when you're in you're out and you're when you're out you're in you know like you gotta it's about perspective a lot of times it's about where you are in your life it's about what you're willing to learn or or unlearn so nice also related to what you said earlier i grew up working in a paint shop i was this frail young kid carrying these gigantic uh cans of paint four of them at once it was uh it was fun um <laughs> do you have a least favorite word quote or sentence least favorite um yeah i've never really loved this whole like do what you love phrase um I think there's just a there's there's just so many um there's so much built into that that people can't do what they love. It's not that simple. Um there's so much privilege built in that statement, of course, and um there's just so many exterior factors that are built into that that people can't just simply do what they love. They can't just quit their job or quit their family that they're you know or whatever the case is or quit their kids or quit their you know it, you can't it, it's not that easy you know and sometimes uh for whatever reasons of trauma and uh, that you know can prohibit one person from um simply doing what whatever one might think they love um so i don't know I've I've always just never really felt right to me. That good. And um, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what word would you choose? One word to describe myself? Mm. Audacious. Nice. What keeps you up at night? Generally, something stupid. You know, like it's <laughs> like just oh, I forgot to write. I gotta call this person, or I gotta write this email. Like something dumb or like wait what happened to that shirt i wore six months ago like i haven't i haven't seen that in six months i love that shirt or i haven't known i haven't seen this shirt or something stupid like that um, um 17 what's a dream you're chasing um, oh, oh there you are i want to just uh get to a place and maybe you know as you get older you just continue to but i want to get to a place where i'm more content you know with with uh i don't know i feel like i still like kind of i have i don't know on one hand i love i constantly want to keep making and trying things and and uh, testing things and and pushing boundaries creatively and stuff and what you know, you can, it can burn you out and I'm still 
wrestling with um, ways to navigate that, to to be content and to, you know, uh, push boundaries or try new things, but also feel good and content. I mean, it's not that I don't feel good or content with where I'm at, of course. I'm not a person who, who, who doesn't, who I, you know, I can really like feel the moment at times and be happy and look back and be thankful for works. I'm never a person who really like cringes at past work or, or, or just, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, but I do want to find peace a little bit more internally um, as I get older. And that's, that's a dream, you know, like I want, I don't know if it's necessarily possible um but i want to find a little more peace inside great um final stretch number 18 what inspires you uh new york city inspires me a lot um friends who people who give a shit and aren't afraid to take stands um inspire me a lot um people who give a shit about other people inspired me a lot. Mm. Uh, um, people who are, you know, trying to make and do things that help other people um, and aren't only for vanity reasons uh, inspire me a lot. Um, the past inspires me a lot. Uh, you know, I'm constantly kind of like delving into the sixties and the seventies in New York city or this artist or that artist's biography. And, uh, I don't know for, you know, my girlfriend says I look in the past too much, but sometimes I, you know, and that's why I make a lot of the works, you know, like I'd like to, you know, I just wrote my new graphic memoir and about this time in my life in Paris. And, um, sometimes I'm trying to figure out something about trying to figure out the past allows me to be more present. It's a weird thing or figure out the, or helps me navigate the future more or something. Um, but that inspires me a lot. Um, nice Fiona, Apple, Fiona Apple inspires me a lot. <laughs> Is it, sorry, I missed that. What was that? I said Fiona Apple. Though. Oh, Fiona. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, 19, any advice you'd like to share? Um, I would just say, you know, I always say like to, for, for young, younger folks and, you know, like, to, uh, especially if they're a designer, you know, like graphic design, like approach this approach design as a practice, not as a profession, as much as you can. Hmm. Um, I think that, uh, you know, why can doctors and lawyers be practicing law or practicing medicine or you know but where we are like working you know like why aren't we practicing design or practicing art like that's how I really think about it um and I think it gives me it gives maybe person more license to try things and to experiment and to um use the tools um that we learned as designers or art directors to tell stories in different ways that maybe the public hasn't seen before um and uh, not be so bogged down by the quote-unquote profession of it all um but yeah uh, that's all i would say 
Great. And 20 is good for our listeners to get some focus because you've got a lot of stuff out there. And the question is, how can our listeners keep tabs on you? What should we look at? What should we follow? Uh, I'm most active on Instagram at Timothy Goodman. I'm sharing. I always share a lot of, you know, all my projects or, you know, things that I'm feeling or going through or life or politics or whatever it is, uh, you know, uh, cultural pop culture stuff, whatever. I'm just kind of always sharing. Um, I'm also on TikTok by Timothy Goodman, although I'm very sporadic and not on it all the time. Um, same with Twitter. Uh, I think it's just at Timothy O. Goodman, but uh, I go weeks where I don't even go on my Twitter anymore because I'm just, uh, I don't know about you, but Twitter is a lot um, for me. Uh, so I'm not really active. Um, my website is tgoodman.com. I, you know, sometimes I get tried to update <laughs> new projects, but um, you can follow me most on, on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. You know, you're you're absolutely on fire right now, and it's super exciting to have you on for that reason. But you've proved that this is not a one-time thing, and that you you you're going to do this again and again. So I think we're all excited about about what comes next. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. You're very kind. You're very kind. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, keep making, keep doing it. Thanks so much. If you like today's podcast, I encourage you to have a listen to other episodes. You can easily find them at uniqueways.ca or wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on social media. And thank you. It's you that makes these great, and it's you who these are for. Stay tuned for more Unique Ways. Thank you.